Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details from Manitoba Ag X, which wraps up tomorrow in Brandon. Also, we'll find out what's going on with the container crunch. And our first in today's country comment, Manitoba Pork General Manager Cam Dahl will join us to recap this week's fall producer meetings. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Manitoba Pork held its virtual fall producer meetings this week. Here's General Manager Cam Dahl. We did have our, our fall meetings with producers uh, virtually this, this week and, and held two of them. Uh, one for producers east of the Red River and uh, one for producers west. And I, I think one of the things that, that I was really pleased about is, is the level of engagement. Um, uh, you know, we had, we had good turnout, we had a good dialogue and a good discussion. Um, so, uh, you know, it's positive to see pork producers in the province uh, engaged in their industry and engaged in their organization. And Cam, how was the attendance? I, we had, uh, I, I think there was about uh, 50 at, at the first meeting for uh, producers east of the Red, and, and I think there was about 40 for uh, producers uh, west of the Red. So, so we had good, good turnout. Uh, was there elections this year? Uh, there was for, for district advisors. So uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, renewal for, for some of the positions for, for district advisors. And uh, uh, we still have a couple of openings if, if uh, uh, folks are, are interested in, in a little bit more active participation in, in the, uh, the work of, of Manitoba Pork. And I guess just overall, give us a bit of an industry update. You know, how are things in the uh, pork industry? Sure. Um, you know, right now, I, I think as, as far as, as prices go, we do have, uh, you know, we do have strong prices, but there's, uh, there's some uncertainty. Uh, there's uncertainty because of, of rising feed costs. Of course, uh, uh, the drought has, has impacted, uh, impacted feed costs and feed availability uh, quite significantly. Um, uh, you know, we've, we've, seen, we've seen about a, a 60% increase in, in feed costs. Uh, through uh, since the the beginning of of spring and expecting that to to continue to go up, so that is that is significant uncertainty. Uh, and then, of course, what's happening in China is also also a significant uncertainty. We we really do don't know what uh, what Chinese demand is is going to do, and that is one of the drivers of of the uh, the international market at at the moment. So, um, well, not at the moment. They're the world's largest pork producer, so it's a a driver of of uh, international prices. So, uh, you know, we're seeing uh, decent margins today, but there's uh, there's some significant un- uncertainty facing producers. Are we seeing um, any new barns go up here in Manitoba? Yes, we are. Um, you know, in in uh, in the last uh, five years, we've we've seen about uh, thirty new barns are, are rebuilt. Um, you know, that's in the in the range of 150 million to 200 million dollars that we're seeing invested in in uh, in primary production in Manitoba, so that's that's a really positive uh, positive thing, and we're seeing we're seeing interest as well in in ongoing development. So, uh, you know, we still have room, um, we still have processing capacity, so it would be good to see some more investment, but um, but it's happening, and and that's uh, that's really positive. And Cam, uh, can you give us, uh, I guess, a few more details on the the recent PED case? Uh, you know what's happening there? Yeah, you know we we were. We were batting a no hitter this this year, which is really good. If you look at the cycle of PED, it's you know usually we, every two years we see a significant flare up, and 
um, you know, up until Monday of this week, we hadn't had a case, and and uh, you know, in in truth, we probably were were expecting a, a few more. So, uh, you know, that's a real testament to the the biosecurity efforts of of the industry, and um, you know, all all parts of the industry, whether it's the assembly yards or or uh, you know, transport to uh, pork producers. There's a there has been a real effort to to ensure that that we're containing diseases and uh, preventing and limiting outbreaks. So uh, I want to lead off by saying that you know it's a really it's a positive story. Uh, but we do have uh, we do have one case uh, uh, confirmed in uh, in southern Manitoba. Um, you know that barn has has been contained, and, and at this point we're not seeing uh, seeing any other any other cases. Um, uh, so that's positive. And uh, again, we're really seeing the industry work together, all parts of the industry work together to uh, to ensure that uh, things like this are minimized. And when outbreaks do happen, that uh, that they're quickly uh, quickly contained, that the the trace back and trace forward are, are done quickly. And again, all that. Uh, all that is helping to uh, to ensure that we're we're seeing the record that we have, which is uh, which is really positive. That was Manitoba Pork General Manager Cam Dahl. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. A growing coalition of commodity associations has launched a campaign to raise awareness about the negative impact of the global container crunch. Greg Northey is with Pulse Canada. So this is a problem we've been facing for a year and a half. The global problem, but certainly in Canada, we've been feeling the effects just like pretty much every other country. And what it's meaning for the grain sector and, and any other commodity that has to export is, is just a lack of service accessibility and availability of, of containers and access to vessels to, to get our containers overseas. To our trade markets, it's been getting progressively worse for the past uh, few months. Northey says the cost to send a container of grain has doubled over the past few months. The coalition is calling for the government of Canada to call an immediate investigation and to create a joint industry-government task force. Manitoba Pork held its fall producer meetings virtually this week. Here's GM Cam Dahl. Right now, I, I think as, as far as, as prices go, we do have uh, you know we do have strong prices, but there's uh, there's some uncertainty. Uh, there's uncertainty because of, of rising feed costs, of course. Uh, uh, the drought has has impacted uh, impacted feed costs and feed availability uh, quite significantly. Um, uh, you know, we've we've seen we've seen about a sixty percent increase in in feed costs through uh, since the the beginning of of spring, and expecting that to to continue to go up. So that is that is significant uncertainty. And the Office of Agriculture and Resource Development Minister Ralph Eichler reports as of last week, they had approved $1.67 million from 118 claims for drought assistance through agri-recovery. The government notes it remains committed to processing applications as quickly as possible and payments continue to be processed on an ongoing basis. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, October 29th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Greg Northey with Pulse Canada will join us to talk about the global container crunch. A lack of shipping containers is having an impact on many sectors, including agriculture. A growing coalition of commodity associations has launched a campaign to raise awareness about the issue. You can go to containercrunch.ca for more information. Greg Northey is with Pulse Canada. So this is a problem we've been facing for a year and a half. 
uh, and as you say, it's a global problem, but certainly in Canada, we've been feeling the effects just like pretty much every other country. And what it's meaning for the grain sector and, and any other commodity that has to export is, is just the lack of service accessibility and availability of, of containers and access to vessels to, to get our containers overseas and to our, to our, to our trade markets. Um, so that's really the, 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 the simple answer to it. And, and it's, being for getting progressively worse uh, for the past uh, few months. So to send a container of, of pulses, special crops, or any type of grain, even in the past couple months, has doubled. So, and it, you know, where it would have been fifteen hundred dollars potentially to send a container, it's now three thousand, and it's climbing. Uh, so double the cost. Uh, in addition, we're seeing increased attention and demurrage at ports because. When you fill a container and then it doesn't get on the vessel you expected it to, you start to accrue those costs. And then when it does get on a vessel, it's taking longer transit time. We're seeing transit times increasing 30 to 50 days just in transit and containers just sitting at port um, where it used to be maybe a week, you would see three to five weeks now waiting to get on the vessel. Now, there's been a campaign launched by a number of commodity associations, including um, Pulse Canada. Talk about, um, you know, that campaign and um, some of the actions you'd like to see the um, government take on this. Yeah, so as I said, it's, it's been a year and a half since we faced these problems. We've been taking the, the government fairly consistent, consistently in that time. Uh, you know, ultimately, the federal government has the ultimate jurisdiction over uh, trans- the transportation network. You know, they have a, a transportation policy and an act that, that requires them to make sure the system is working it's effective. It's not leading to issues with exports. Um, and so what we're basically calling for them to do is, is two things. One is to launch an investigation and to understand why this is happening, what are the decisions being made by the marine carriers, particularly around uh, deprioritizing exports, uh, so we can understand uh, why it's happening, what the reasons are. And the second one is is, is a very immediate solution, is to bring the end of the supply chain stakeholders. So. Uh, the railways, the shippers, the terminals to to work together to identify short-term solutions to try and optimize the system as it is. Because what we're seeing is, is different decisions by different actors are exacerbating the problem. So very similar to what we're seeing in the U.S., you know, they've started to identify uh, short-term solutions to try and get their container crunch results. We're expecting the same thing to happen in Canada. And uh, where can uh, people find out more? You can go to containercrunch.ca, and on there we've got a, a form letter to send in to uh, decision makers, prime minister, uh, and as well as the minister of transport, uh, uh, flagging this issue. You know, and the emphasis really is on it's not just a, a grain export issue, although that's what we're focused on as our commodity, but this is what's driving up inflation for individual Canadians because the container crunch is impacting our imports as well. And for the farmers, it's, it's all about, uh, you know, increases in fertilizer prices, input prices. It's all the result of this logistics problem. So we need to resolve this uh, pretty quickly to, to make sure our, our economy doesn't suffer anymore. That was Greg Northey with Pulse Canada talking to us here today about the global container crunch. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network.
Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Beef Producers Fall District meetings are on now. Go to their website for details. Manitoba Ag X, the province's largest all-breeds cattle show, wraps up Saturday in Brandon. And Canada's Outdoor Farm Show is hosting an online event November 10th entitled What a Year, a Celebration of Ag Innovation. Check it out at OutdoorFarmShow.com. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, Manitoba Ag X, the province's largest all-breeds cattle show, is on this week in Brandon. The event wraps up tomorrow at the Keystone Center. Reporter Barry Lamb was there this week and caught up with Lois McRae of Marmac Farms near Brandon. Ever since AGX has started, we've been involved in it. And uh, this year's the 50th anniversary of uh, Agribition in Regina. And we've attended every one of those 50, 50 years. Talk about the number of cattle you have in here this year and why you decided to get back in here now that AGX is up and running again. Well, AgX is a good marketing tool for us, and uh, we also, we're having a female sale this fall, so that helps us there, and we have a bull sale in the spring, so it's a marketing tool, and put, and also helps us get ready for Regina at Agribition. And these shows in general, a lot of young blood coming in, and, and the role they play within, just, within the industry, they're still doing what producers want them to do? Yeah, we're pretty excited in the last five to six years we've seen a lot more influx of young people coming back into AgX and uh, COVID's been hard on some of that you know getting to know new people and for the young people getting involved but it's pretty exciting to see the young interest that's in the cattle industry right now. And with the show just getting underway how much of a, a twist does COVID put on the way you have to do everything here is it a big pain or not too bad? Well, it's, I mean, it's, we have to go by the regulations and our numbers are down, but everybody just said, let's go ahead and start all over again. And, and uh, hopefully next year will be better. And your family, your farm being recognized uh, at this year's event, uh, what, what's it all about? Uh, well, we were, on, we were honored to be the, uh, one of the Bank of Montreal Farm Family Award and it'll be presented tomorrow in the Dome. And it's, it's for our involvement in agriculture, not only as producers, but as volunteers. Uh, our family's volunteered a lot over the years. So it's nice to be recognized for that uh, work that we put into the agricultural industry. And as active as your family is, where does that come from? You know, you could stay closer to home and not be as active, but you, you like to get out and about and do those things. How come? Uh, we've always liked to volunteer and be part of things. Uh, we were brought up that way, and we were brought up in the Junior Hereford and the Junior Angus Associations, and we've just continued to volunteer. And uh, Blair and I run uh, the Manitoba Youth Beef Roundup, a junior show, an Albridge junior show in Neepal. And it just feels good to see the young people come, and, uh, and we hope that we can help educate them and encourage them to stay in the beef industry. And show day here for you folks is when? Uh, Thursday morning at 10 o'clock is the Angus show. Okay. And how many head did you say you have in here? Uh, we've only brought three this three? year, three heifer calves to promote our sale in the coming up in December. That was Lois McRae of Marmac Farms near Brandon. She's at Manitoba AgX this week. She was chatting with Golden West reporter Barry Lamb. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba Pork says cases of the PED virus had been non-existent so far this year. GM Cam Dahl gives us an update. We do have one case uh, uh, confirmed in uh, in southern Manitoba. 
you know that barn has has been contained and and at this point we're not seeing uh, seeing any other any other cases uh, so that's positive and again we're really seeing the industry work together all parts of the industry work together to uh, to ensure that uh, things like this are minimized and when outbreaks do happen that uh, that they're quickly uh, quickly contained that the the trace back and trace forward are are done quickly and again all that uh, all that is helping to uh, to ensure that we're we're seeing the record that we have which is uh, which is really positive Manitoba pork held its fall producer meetings virtually this week a lack of shipping containers is having an impact on many sectors, including agriculture. A growing coalition of commodity associations has launched a campaign to raise awareness about the issue. Greg Northey is with Pulse Canada. To send a container of pulses, special crops, or any type of grain, even in the past couple of months, has doubled. Where it would have been $1,500 potentially to send a container, it's now 3000 and it's climbing. In addition, we're seeing increased attention and demerge at ports because when you fill a container and then it doesn't get on the vessel you expected it to, you start to accrue those costs. The coalition is calling for the government of Canada to call an immediate investigation and to create a joint industry government task force. And a canola researcher was one of 12 Manitobans to receive the Order of Manitoba during a ceremony held yesterday. Dr. Michael Eskin is a professor in the Department of Food and Human Nutritional Sciences at the University of Manitoba. He's a global leader in canola research and one of the world's leading food science writers. Dr. Eskin earned the Order of Canada back in 2016 for his work on the physical, chemical, and functional properties of canola oil that is key to the success of the Canadian canola oil industry. His work helped make canola oil the third largest major oilseed crop in the world. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.